Oh, Anaconda don't. Anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. Oh, this is Entertainment Entertainment, the entertaining podcast with the entertaining (laughs) conversation. Uh, featuring comedians Justin Angermeyer and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Caitlin McKee. I'm doing my best Anne Hathaway. Yeah, because that's what we're we're getting right into it. That's my Anne Hathaway, just her. It's if pretty you, good. If you don't uh, know. Yeah, we, it's it's going around. We've all seen it. Yes. Uh, and if you haven't, what have you been living under a rock? Seriously, crawl out of that rock. It's time to watch Anne Hathaway doing a bit of a she's doing her best like mom's night out dance like it's yeah, very like it's, yeah. we got the babysitter till 1 a.m like i'm gonna yeah. go for it yeah you know? yeah i'm just gonna come right out i've been charmed <laughs> yes i've been charmed by Anne hathaway <laughs> uh this is my favorite celebrity video since adam sandler or timothy chalamet played basketball this wow. is my favorite one since then you heard it here first wow Lo- loved it yeah, I, I know. It's very charming. It's kind of like, I feel like as far as like viral dance videos go, it's like a cross between like Lindsay Lohan on the Mykonos yacht. Do you remember that one? Like I don't. That's how much looking fabulous. She's wearing like this silver outfit and she just kind of like starts to like use her hands and she does this incredible hair flip. And again, it's charming. It's, you, yeah. it's just it's just a raw feeling the dance putting it out there, responding to the yeah. music. Yeah, when, when when someone's dancing, you know, confidently and leaning into <laughs> kind of like the goofiness of it all, it's endearing. It's, you, it's you infectious. You really enjoy it. It's infectious. You want to be out there partying with Anne. You do. Or Lindsay. Or Lindsay, right. Yeah. Um, I want to be one of the Dubai rich men paying her to be on my yacht. I bet you do. Um, <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah, it's very tr- I was like, where was this Anne Hathaway when she hosted the Oscars with James Franco in mm. 2011, you mm. know? Like, where was the potential for this fun Anne? Well, some would blame it all on Franco. I mean, I think it is. <laughs> that might I, might be yeah. the right opinion. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, yeah. So that wasn't, I don't know why. So watching this this viral dance of charming Anne Hathaway um, in her really cute uh, black and white checkered outfit. I Great think dress. This, so I think yeah. this was after a Versace fashion week, I think in Milan. In Milan, yeah. In Milan. Some fashion week. And I guess there was a video at some fashion week last year of same thing, her dancing. Yeah. Uh, at a party, she's uh, she's fun at an after party, yeah. and um, so I was like, why, where was this fun Anne Hathaway when she hosted the Oscars? I was like, there's so much potential here for like Franco and Hathaway to do like a musical number, show off her dance moves, mm. show off his. I'm sure James is a good dancer. And as I was looking for this, I found this video on YouTube yeah. of them. I guess this was like they. I don't think they. I think it's like the pre-Oscars montage, like the start of the show that yeah. they always do, where they yeah they totally they, yeah. But I don't. I don't think they used it because I was trying to read about it and I was I, I don't think they oh, actually wow. used this I think it was a canned idea it's been cut from the Oscars yeah and it basically it's a video of James Franco and Anne Hathaway recreating the last um number in in Greece the movie where Sandy um Olivia and John Sandy gets the like cool makeover you know mm. she was like the square girl and she gets the like sexy leather makeover yeah and her and Danny Zuko reunite to the song um you're the one that I want it's a really great scene, but for yeah. the for the brilliant... iconic, uh, we've all seen them do it on Ellen. Oh yeah! Did you see them do it on Ellen uh, in years uh, since? Before, no. obviously, before um, what's her name passed? Olivia, uh, Olivia and John, John passed. They, they did it on Ellen. They were swinging their hips together. 
Travolta was doing a lot of clapping. Sorry if I just clapped in your ears. No, that's okay. I mean, Travolta and, uh, talk about charming, Travolta and Living Noon John doing Grease when they're older, I'd, I'd watch it any day. Any day well, of the week. It's on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they also made some crazy Christmas song. I, for, I feel like, oh, I forget God. what it was yeah, called. They did. But yeah. it was insanely strange and, and wonderful. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Anne and Franco, I don't think it was used for the Oscars, but they were recreating the last scene in Grease, You're the One That I Want. And, the, but they, they use they when they reinterpreted the words it was like so the song goes you better shape up because i need a man yeah and my heart is set on you and in this oscars promo it's Anne going you better shape up because we need a host we need a host Ooh. i mean it's so bad wow it is so bad it's very uh mtv movie awards like 2005 when jimmy fallon hosted it i mean and yeah. he did like a bunch of like bit songs but he did like hot in here but it's all about hosting it's yeah uh so it's a, it's very that i think uh, if jimmy kimmel oh sorry jimmy fallon was in this maybe it would have worked because james franco is openly laughing at anne hathaway during this uh pre-tape <laughs> performance of greece like she's really giving it her entire like lame is theater i was just gonna say energy. was this before or after lame is I want to say I, I'm very Maybe confused right by the timeline because I thought I think it was before. I, I yeah. want to say it was probably a year or two before Les Mis. I think it was. I think this was pre Les Mis um, because she was nominated for an Oscar. She won the Oscar for Les Mis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, this was before Les Mis. So this was a tease of what Anne's musical theater capabilities to come. Yeah. But but J- James Franco is literally laughing at her. He's like doing the Franco smirk of like <clears throat> like his like I'm doing performance <laughs> art as an actor basically. Like it's it's very entertaining and very weird um yeah, yeah it's a yeah. weird thing that happened this whole Anne Hathaway James Franco uh Greece uh, I remember being so psyched to watch it because it was this is like James Franco coming off Pineapple Express yeah and I was like so psyched about it uh and I did watch it and I have no memory of it yeah I, I didn't I watch plead it the fifth on my recollection of this Oscars I don't I didn't watch it now I would really like to go back and watch the the infamous train wreck that was Anne Hathaway and James Franco yeah I, specifically Franco you yeah. really you really want to see Franco out there just kind of he was probably stoned and yeah. uh, <laughs> whatever not not committing but committing to not committing committing to not committing yeah yeah, was, yeah. yeah what an avant-garde gesture by yeah. Franco a true artist true artist <laughs> Franco. Man, I miss him. I genuinely miss Franco. I, I, think, I know. I think it, he's going to come back, but I don't know if he'll allow, be allowed to be his, like, weird, am I doing art? Am I doing... Uh, he's going to have to do the Joaquin Phoenix thing, where he it just becomes very sincere, and uh, then gets up and gives, like, a s- sincerely thanking the Academy for letting him back in, and yeah. then, like, doing, like, a weird... I'm saving trees. Yeah. Like Ugh. thing. Yeah, that's, what, that's, the, that's the route he's going to have to go. He's, he's not allowed to, like, get, he can't do anything anymore. He can't, like, pretend to be ambiguously gay. I think, like, that's not allowed anymore. No, no, James, no. <laughs> like, everything, we cannot have him teaching we, any you, class. Yeah, we can't do any, he's we can't done. even do a bit where, like, you know, if we have him host SNL again, they can't do the, you know, yeah, the, the instead of teaching, uh, Acting now, he's teaching you know arts and crafts, Nothing. but he's still getting like a little feely touchy with no, people. No, we do don't. It. No, do no, yeah. James, no, no. But um, he can't write like a weird article about Lindsay Lohan knocking on his door at the Chateau Marmont and like <laughs> Gus Van Sant. That whole crazy article that he wrote and is maybe so he can. good. And, and maybe he can. Maybe he'll come back and we'll be proven wrong, and he'll just be weird Franco again, I hope which I hope so. so. I, which which I hope so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we do have to stop. I feel like every episode we mention how much we miss James I Franco. Know. 
go long back. It's yeah. going to continue. So sorry to our listener slash ers. Yeah, two listeners. We're really sorry that we keep campaigning for Franco's return. Yeah. Um, but, uh, all right, back to back to and dancing. Yeah, sorry. I'm bringing it back to and dancing. Bring it back. Yeah. Uh, it's probably going to be you know an annoying thing to admit to my girlfriend here, but this was the most attractive I've ever been to Anne Hathaway. She's attractive. And I I reacted to this video like <laughs> I was Raquel seeing Oliver for the first time and just going hot, hot. <laughs> wow. Hot. Remember that when Oliver walked up to the table and she was like. Hot. I know. Hot. God, pre... We need Raquel back. We need Franco back and we need Raquel back. The dynamic duo. They could... Oh my God. That would be perfect. He could like play... They should date. He could play Sandoval. They could actually... You know, they could do their own like interpretation of what actually went down with Sandoval. That would... Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he would be a good Sandoval. Perfect He would be a perfect Sandoval. Franco has to play Sandoval. Yeah, they have to to do a movie. They have to do a Vanderpump movie and Franco is Sandoval. (sighs) And you can get Jason Siegel as Jax. I think Siegel could pull off Jax. Get the Apatow crew to do it. Sure. Bring the Apatow guys back. Dave Franco could play... Did you already say someone could play Schwartz? I didn't come up with a Schwartz yet. Oh, I think Dave Franco could... The brother could be Schwartz. Great. You know? Of of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Um, And Seth Rogen can be Lisa. Oh, he'd be a great Lisa. (laughs) He'd be a great Lisa. He'd be a great Lisa. He could do a really good, like... um, elder you know british accent yeah. person, you know like yeah. why is everyone being so inappropriate even though it's great for my show yeah um, <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah so i want as far as paparazzi video goes you know i think we need to end the public makeouts yeah and more public dancing yes but it has to be genuine right like, this seemed very genuine it can't be like jeremy allen white gets out of his car and starts like no. b-boy like dancing that's terrible we no. need to see like drunkenly at an after party right even if you know you're getting filmed, you're an actor. You got to play it off and make us believe. Yeah, and uh, and Anne did. I feel like it's like constantly Gigi Hadid with Bradley Cooper now, or Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> and it's like you know what, Gigi, we need you to drunkenly dance to be likable. Like, I would have become a huge it, Gigi Hadid fan. It's boring just to see you like walk down the street in like a puffer coat and sunglasses with one of these male celebrities. Like, please just do an annoying like you know drop it like it's hot to Snoop Dogg yeah. at like an Armani after party, please. Yeah. Come on. You know, a little bit of Coke, maybe a little bit of booze, just the right cocktail of intoxicants, and we're charmed. Yeah, easily. Easy. It's game night with the girls and Anthony. (laughs) I'm Gigi Hadid. I'm Gigi Hadid. I have a really deep voice when I do... Cheesy mushroom flatbread (laughs) and Coca-Cola. It's pizza night with Gigi Hadid. Um, (laughs) If you haven't seen Gigi Hadid's pizza commercial, it's very confusing. Coca-Cola, yeah. Her Coca-Cola. I wish those are the only commercials I want to stay in rotation forever. Bring back Gigi Hadid selling Coca-Cola. Um... Another Anne Hathaway note I have here, mm. uh, an Anne Hathaway movie I'd like to revisit is Bride Wars. Yeah. Starring her and Kate Hudson. I think yeah. that could be a future revisit for us. I would definitely watch that. Best friends, wedding on the same day, mm. hilarity, and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, and I don't think I've ever seen Anne Hathaway in a romantic comedy. And this is like the classic kind of rom- mm. rom-com structure. So I don't really know. And I, I think Kate Hudson is like one of the best rom-com actresses. Love Kate Hudson. She's yeah. good. As much, yeah. I mean, I make fun of her social media presence because that's a little crazy. But as far as like <laughs> like her making smoothies and dancing, like she has some kind of neuro, neurological yeah, disorder we're, is we're, strange. We're all trying to figure it out online. Even yeah. the stars. Even, Kate even the stars. Even yeah. Kate Hudson. But she's very funny. I think she's, like I've said before, I think Kate Hudson has like natural physical comedy. I think she got some comedic genes from Goldie Hawn, which mm. is like she's, I think she's a Nepo baby that we can all get behind. She delivers. She's good. She's yeah, good. she's good. Um, yeah. So that that'd be an interesting watch to see who, who if Anne Hathaway can hold up to Kate Hudson's 
rom-com talents. It's it would. I want to. I want to go back and rewatch it. I think yeah. I used to because I think this movie came out in like 2009, and I think it would be on like Showtime or HBO. And if I was like home, I think I watched it a few times. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to see it again. Sure, that's a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I would love to do. We've got is watch future Bride plans. Wars. Yeah, Things one night we are going to be watching Bride Wars. Love it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, um, you have anything? Uh, anything else? Anything else here? No, I, I think maybe Anne could do, you know, Dancing with the Stars. Is this is, is there more dancing in Anne's future? Mm. Is this a, is this a bid for her Dancing with the Stars, or is this just something that we get to enjoy? Like I'm like, is there kind of a and and are they are they teasing like Devil Wears Prada? I feel like they're kind of like that's coming back into. Like, they, they reunited yeah, they did the recently. Re, yeah, with the Emily Blunt and Meryl Streep, right? Yeah, um, like, I think they presented an award at uh, the People's Choice or, or SAG Awards. I think at the SAG Awards. Yeah, one of these awards that's going on right yeah. now. Yeah, so I'm like, what's is she doing? Is she is she aiming for a comeback at all? Or is this just a delightful, charming moment, viral moment for Anne Hathaway? I'm, I'm curious to see if I, she's got a comeback coming. I or... watched, uh, before uh, before you got home from work today, I watched uh, Jimmy Fallon interview with her in December. Because I guess okay. she did this movie called Eileen last year which I didn't uh, see I think it was like a horror movie maybe I heard yeah okay I faintly um, remember that so I guess she did that I think that's what it sounds like that's the most recent thing she's done okay um, yeah so you know she's out there she's working yeah uh, good for her yeah but yeah and, no she's she's charming she's talented she's likable she's great likeable. she's great I love her excited yeah. for any future Anne Hathaway projects <laughs> look at us we came big coming out right on the top huge, as huge Anne Hathaway fans pro, this, pod, this is a pro Anne Hathaway podcast and I found out you know she grew up in New Jersey oh and uh, you know she's your sister as far as a you know hot brunette with a redheaded partner goes oh okay her husband I believe maybe I just am like looping him in but I think he's a redhead he looks like a redhead to me well you know so there you go redheads are hot so I get it Anne I get it um, all right, that was fun, and that's a good transition into our next topic. So we're Speaking talking of a, the Devil Wears Prada, yeah, um, this is exciting. So there's rumors about are they or aren't they Meryl Streep and Martin Short? We're all on the edge of our seats. Wow, we are. I am sweating. I'm breathing heavy, and I'm anticipating. I hope they're together. I mean, I'm sorry, Travis Kelsey and who? who? <laughs> yeah, this no, is this is the couple I want to see: uh, Martin Short and and Meryl Streep. I'm like, yeah. this is exciting. It is. It is thrilling. Um, I, I I'll start here. Uh, go for it. I watched a couple scenes from because um, she's on Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. That's the show, so I guess she's on it. And there's like they they kind of have like a romantic relationship in the in the oh, in the show. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah. And you can see them together. Yeah. And you can see them together. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so there's one part that was really gross where uh, so it's like they're like they like go out together and then it like cuts to them like post fuck in in bed and uh, she says I might not be good at dinner and then Martin Schwartz says. But you excel at dessert. Oh, my. And then they, like, start making out. Whoa. Uh, I like to imagine that Martin Short always says things like this post-fucking. Oh, yeah. Like, where, you know, the woman's just like, that was great. And he was like, I hope you left room for seconds. Oh, Martin. <laughs> they get into it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's definitely some on-screen chemistry, definitely. Okay. Word was... I didn't watch it, but at the Golden Globes, I think they sat together and word was they were electric. That's where all this started. started right? um, and then also, I guess, Meryl Streep 
she got separated from her husband after 45 years of marriage no. recently. Um, they've been living together separately for six years. So she's like recently uh, publicly single. So that, I think that's yeah. like adding to this. On, on the market um, for the first time in half a century. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Good yeah. for good for Meryl. Good for Get Meryl. out there. Um, and then, of course, uh, Martin Short's wife, Nancy Dolan, um, she died in 2010 after a tragic battle with ovarian cancer. And do you remember when Kathy Lee Gifford, after Martin Short's uh, wife had passed um, on, I think, the Today Show or whatever, she asked, he, she asked Martin Short, like, so, uh, Martin, how's your lovely wife Nancy doing? <laughs> oh, no. And, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, and Martin Short was just like, oh, she's great. Thanks so much for asking. Like, he totally played it off. Like, Wow, really cool. what a pro. But it turned into, like, this whole media thing. Because um, I, I read, uh, Martin Short wrote a really good book, a really good, like, memoir about his life. He had, like, a really interesting life. His parents died when he was, like, very young. And then he got involved in um, Second City, I think in Canada. Um, he came from, like, Second yeah, City, Canada. Yeah, like Toronto up there, yeah, right? Yeah, so, okay. I mean, like, the, and the funniest people came from Second City, oh, Canada. Yeah, yeah like, like, the bet Eugene Levy all, and, all yeah, of like, that guys. whole crew. Yeah, um, yeah, all insane. came from, yeah. yeah. And even, I think, like, John Candy even wow, was up yeah. there. Mike um, Myers. Yeah, um, anyway, all those, they're, they're yeah. all so funny. Anyway, but, um... So in his book, he talked about the whole Kathy Lee Gifford thing, and he said it was, like, way overblown. He, it didn't bother him. Like, it was totally cool. Like, it was just a misunderstanding. But I remember I, that, like, blowing up at the time. She said this This was after his wife had passed? Yes. Or it, and, <laughs> and Kathy Lee was just like, Martin, how is your lovely wife, Nancy? Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if she had still been doing Regis and Kathy Lee, Gelman would have never let that happen. No, he wouldn't. Gelman would have had them prepared. He would, yeah. Would have had Kathy prepared. But no, then when she's sipping with Hoda, it's off the rails. She makes some mistakes. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, I think society's better for it. Oh, man. Honestly, Kathy, glad we got that. I, I used to, like, when my mom, like, when she did Kathy Lee and... Um, Regis. Regis, like, back when my mom would watch it. We are and, we are children of a certain age of we watched Regis and Kathy Lee with our moms. Yeah, we are, it was yeah. just on. It was yeah, just always on. Yeah. And the, I even, like, as a kid thought it was weird when she would sing. Like, she would set herself <laughs> up to sing, like, all the time. And she would talk about her children so much. Like, even as a kid. I was like, this lady needs to chill. Like, it's a lot. But um, of course, married to uh, well, what are they divorced? Or are they Gifford. still are they still together? Or? I think they stayed together. Stayed together. Yeah. Married to giant New York Giants legend, old football player Frank Gifford. Philanderer Frank Gifford. <laughs> Philanderous Frank Gifford. Is he a cheater? Or like, oh, yeah, uh, he cheated on Kathy Lee. Wow. And then she had to address it on, I think she was like in tears, oh addressing it on the show. Scandalous. Wow. I remember that. Scandalous. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I think she addressed it on, on the show and she was like crying. Oh, good and lord. I think Regis just looked like he just wanted this to end. I think he was just like, ah, I don't like, he's like one of those guys who like just didn't want to, when a woman cries, he's just like, you know, what do I do? They're leaking, they're leaking. Um, Tough it up, woman. Yeah. All right. Let's go to a bit here. I don't know. Uh, let's go to commercial or whatever. Gelman, um, what do you have to say about this, Gelman? <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, they're both kind of like single. It's, it's, um, but they're all, they're denying the rumors. I guess yes. uh, Martin Short went on Bill Maher's uh, awfully, horribly <laughs> titled Club Random podcast. Like, oh, I hate the title Club Just Random. Just call it the Bill Maher podcast. I know. Like, what, why does it have to be Club Random? Club Random. I don't know why. It's just like a terrible... Anyway, 
So he went on that podcast and said, no, we're just really good friends. We're just really good friends, which I feel like saying we're just really good friends is like that generation, the older generation of Hollywood's way of dealing with relationship rumors when you're actually dating. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like that means they're actually dating. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm um, not buying it at all. No, I, I, I think they're dating. I think they're dating. Yeah. I think Meryl was looking for a laugh and Martin mm. was there. Oh, yeah. And it was just electric right from the get-go with these two. I have a really bad take on this, though. Uh-oh. I think that um, he's too good for her. Wow. I, I think he's... T- I think... I, I'm sure they're happy, but I'm, like, a little, like... Martin Short is a genius like Mm. a comedic genius like i think jiminy glick is one of the funniest characters ever created do you remember that character oh yeah it's It's so funny i think it should be rerun on snl uh sorry i think i think jiminy Glick's (laughs) show should be rerun on comedy central as much as south park and seinfeld like let's get those it's weird how it doesn't get simulcast as much as a lot of other shows it It was so funny the best is that his children i think all of his children were named matthew and modine after the random actor (laughs) matthew Matthew modine Modine. (laughs) he would always be like and you know my children matthew and modine matthew modine have to give him credit he was way ahead of the curve on the WNBA. there was like pictures of him courtside at like new york liberty games and like 2005 like losing his shit who knew who knew matthew modine so way to go matthew the trendsetter amazing oh yeah i love jiminy glick and i just feel like i like meryl streep but i kind of think she's as an actress a little overrated i don't care i do think she's overrated i just well the hype around her is so absurd like it's just you know because it's just she's the best she's the best and that's just what it is and you can't say otherwise but she's great i I like she's fine she's good but i don't really care i mean I, i like I think that hype, Billy Eichner, all of the Meryl Streep hype is, well, Billy Eichner started the Meryl Streep hype. Mm. Remember, that was his whole thing. He would scream about Meryl Streep. Yeah. He was obsessed with Meryl Streep. And when was his show on? Like 2010? Well, the Meryl Streep, well, no. Hmm? No, it was like 2014-ish. All right, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you here. The Mel Street pipe has been going strong for a long time. Okay, for, right. for a long time. All right, uh, well. you know she was like by the time that show came out, she'd been nominated for like eight or nine Oscars, yeah. you know, or whatever, whatever how many. Uh, I think he definitely pushed her over the edge, though, as like a not just like a actor icon, but like a cultural, mm-hmm. I, like a person in 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 a celebrity almost. I think she was respected as an actress, mm. but as like a kind of like more of a, you know, icon celebrity. I feel like that. I but, disagree. Okay. That's fine. I disagree. <laughs> that's my take. I knew it was too it, controversial, it, it but is, I'm like, It oh. is a controversial take. I don't agree with it. <laughs> I think they are equal levels of, okay. of superstar. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously he's a comedic genius and she's not in that regard, but she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's great. She's very talented. Yeah. Uh, they both look great for their age. They're both they in do. their, they're both in their seventies. They yeah. They both look tremendous. They look great. I mean, yeah. she looks great. She's yeah. gorgeous. I think there's like um, in uh, Woody Allen's Manhattan. Um, I'm sorry I mentioned his name. I'm so sorry. I apologize for mentioning his name. I I don't. I believe Dylan, but I like Woody Allen movies. I don't care. Um, so yeah, in Manhattan, she plays his like ex-wife, and she's like insanely beautiful when she was younger. I mean, she's still beautiful, uh, yeah. but like. The first movie, God. Adaptation was the first movie I noticed it, where I was like, oh. wow, Mel Shroop's like hot. Oh, when she's younger, it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's something about her in Manhattan. And I don't know if it's just also Manhattan's black and white. So it's like everything is so hyper beautiful in that movie. It's, it's like really. Um, I don't think I've ever seen it. 
I mean, it's uh, it's a strange movie. I think Annie Hall's funnier, okay. but um, it's I think Manhattan is just like visually very beautiful. It's black and white. And it's like it's like New York. Just, just like looking. Old, isn't it like eighties movie? Seventies, eighties. I want to say late seventies, eighties. I okay. don't know, but um, it's just like really vis- visually very beautiful. It's the one where he dates. Um, she might be like a teenager. Um, <laughs> I think it's like Mariel Hemingway. Hemingway's like niece or something like oh, that. Wow, Maybe okay. Margot Hemingway, one of the Hemingway wow. actresses, All plays right. um, his like young his young girlfriend ingenue. Yes, and his ex. <laughs> anyway, his ex is Meryl Streep, and she's beyond stunning. Wow, okay. Um, in that movie, yeah, she is. She's a very attractive woman. Yeah, and they man, and they both look great. Uh, you know, I, I'm I'm all for it. I'm yeah. not as on fire about it as I was uh, Jewel and Kevin Costner. But that's True. that's an impossible bar. That's yeah. an impossible bar. I mean, like if, if pictures of Martin Short and Meryl Streep had come out where he's like holding her around the waist in white linens, yeah. then I probably would be like completely on fire. But you can't top that. No, they're just they're way too normal. It's the <laughs> yeah. crazy involved in. Uh, it's just like oh, they're having nice dinners. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, Good for them. Exactly. Yeah. They're yeah. not um, on Richard Branson's <laughs> island. Uh, Necker Island. Supposedly helping children. God, while hiding they... in plain sight. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, good lord. Helping kids while they, like, have a rendezvous. On, helping, on, quote unquote, helping children on Necker Island. Yeah. Whatever's going romance on. Romance on a non-profit budget. What's happening? I yeah, know. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is exciting. And, uh, I yeah, I hope um, I hope everything works out for them. And they enjoy each other's company. I do, too. It gives us all hope that, yeah. you know, things can still be white hot in our 70s. Yeah. I think, you know. It's also just proof that, like, funny men are sexy. There you go. <laughs> there oh, you go. Hey. Yeah, you know, it's like. Well, thank you. Aren't sure. I, I get it, Meryl. I get it. Um. <laughs> hey, that's what, yeah, that's what I said. Meryl, she's looking for a laugh. Yeah. And Martin delivered. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah, I he's, mean, I mean, legend. What a legend. <sighs> yeah. Hate to say it, funnier than Steve Martin. Sorry, Steve. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I, I like Steve Martin. He's funny, but he's Martin Short's funnier. Yeah, for my my sense of humor. Funnier Steve, and Steve, more Steve, humble. Steve Martin's kind of cerebral. I feel like he's very like yeah. smart, funny. I know he's goofy. I love goofy. yeah, no, and I love Steve Martin. Yeah, but, but the, uh, if I'm putting the two of them just because of the show, yeah, and not that you know, it's all subjective anyway. Right, and no, I mean Three Amigos. Um, Three Amigos is a movie with uh, Chevy Chase, Steve Martin, and um, Martin Short. And I do think out of those three, Martin Short kind of steals comedically. But it, mm. I don't know. They're all funny. They're all funny in that movie. But Martin Short's character is just like. He plays this character called Little uh, Nettie Needlander, and he he's like this like child actor. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he he is kind of like one of the funniest people, e- even in company of other funny, yeah, funny oh, legends. Totally. Yeah, he stands yeah, out. Yeah, very much. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Jimmy Glick is like my favorite Martin. That's like what I think of first when I, I mean, think it's of just Martin Short. So silly and ridiculous. Yeah, it's best. just so funny. Even how he went from his the the character. Um, if you don't know Jimmy Glick, it's this. Um, I guess it was on in like the '90s, early 2000s. It was this character, this movie critic that uh, Martin Short did. He was overweight, <laughs> and he would. It was almost like pre Zach Galifianakis, like kind of like doing a bad talk show. Host. Yeah, I was gonna. He um, kind of pioneered the uh, like trolling celebrity silly talk show. Thing. Yeah, yeah. And he would. He was this overweight talk show host, and he he would talk like this in this high voice, and then he would go down low. <laughs> and he was serious. Um, and in the middle of interviewing, there would be like a bowl of candy, and he would just shove the candy in his mouth. 
and then like start choking and then like fall on the celebrity and it was just the best and his kids were named matthew and modine yeah, i mean that's the great bit the matthew, matthew and, and modine, modine. I, I, yeah i don't know if it was yeah, anyway it just it's the best yeah um anyway so yeah, happy for those two. Happy for them. I hope it's real and yes. I hope it continues and I hope they eventually become, you know, publicly official. Yeah. I think they're having more sex than Taylor and Travis. I'll say it. I bet you're right. Because I don't think that couple's real. There were pictures. Did you see pictures of uh, Travis Kelsey was celebrating the Super Bowl and there were a lot of women around. I'm sure. Because <laughs> Taylor... Anyway, I'm happy everybody gets to like escape into the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift fantasy, but... I don't think we're it's anxiously real. waiting for the children. Yeah, we're anxiously waiting. I could see them having a child and still not really be in love. Oh, I, I think they're going to totally go professional marriage with it. <sighs> I, I honestly could yeah. see that very easily. Yeah. Anyway, good for them. You know, whatever you, but whatever yeah, people figure as, out. Don't don't be. I agree though. Don't believe it as much as I believe Martin and Merrill. Just getting it on. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um. Any any final thoughts on this uh, sexy couple? Uh, they share initials. That's MSMS. true. Oh, that's kind of weird. Multiple sclerosis. That's, <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, that's romance when you yeah. when a couple shares uh, the initials with a uh, disease. Like if they could like carve it into a tree and it, people would think they're just like, it was like a charity thing for multiple sclerosis. Oh, look, there's a, a, a an autoimmune tree. Autoimmune <laughs> yeah. disease. This yeah. tree sports autoimmune disease. This is where humanity, so, this is like in 100 years, if, if humanity's still going and we've solved MS... Like, people will point to that tree and be like, this is where it all started. Yeah. With this tree. Unless it's about Martin Short and Meryl Streep, I'm not sure. I think it's about MS. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so I guess good for them. I- I'm really happy for them. Good for them. Sexy, older relationship into it. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm into, let's talk about it. We saw a movie. Yes, we did. We did in the theaters. Um, we saw The Beekeeper. Yep. We Intentionally, did. we bought a ticket and we went to see that the movie. new Jason Statham action thriller the beekeeper <laughs> oh yeah and it was amazing it was awesome i loved it i mean it's so the movie is basically um vengeance in the name of elder abuse like that's yeah the, it's it's like we're, we're gonna get scammers who who pray uh, who prey on the elderly <laughs> and the weak and we're gonna get them and like call centers like you know, telecommunications call centers play a huge role in this movie. I've yeah. never seen an action movie where they're constantly like, where's the call center? <laughs> like, like basically like a terrible, terrible job is like front and center for this movie. I was just, it just kind of blew my mind how much call centers played a role in this movie. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. The, the guys who played like the scammer bros were great. Like yeah. couldn't wait to see them die. Yeah. They, they were so good. It, it was a weird movie. Cause it's like, it's basically like, um, it's almost like the movie was created on an improv suggestion. Like, I feel mm. like there was, like, an improv group was like, all right, can we just get a suggestion for an action? Beekeeper! Act- I heard beekeeper. <laughs> yeah, all right, like, let's do yeah. it. Let's make an action movie about a beekeeper. I mean, like, that's literally how this movie... <laughs> yeah. It was either yeah. an improv group wrote it based on an audience suggestion, or this is the best open AI. This may, uh, might have been an AI-made movie. It seems very... And, and if it is, I'm sorry, writers out there, it's pretty good. Yeah, um, no, it, you're going to have to step your game up if this was AI. Bad. Yeah. I mean, it was like good, bad. It was a good, bad action movie. It it leaned into what it was. Yeah. It complete, it's like, we know that this is ridiculous and fun and that's what we're going to give you. Yeah. And it's an, it's an easy to follow story. You hate the scammer bros and you want to see them die. And they do. And Jason Statham is... is a badass who handles bees, and we don't really need to get into anything more than that. 
Well, yeah, but but I think what's also so good about it is the fact that he's this beekeeper. Um, it like it allowed for him to sleepwalk through this movie while also playing the role of someone who's like yeah. doesn't really want to doesn't really want to um, carry out this vengeance um, because he's really more interested in keeping his bees. You know what I mean? Like he's a conflicted man. So he always just looks kind of tired. Like he really just wants to attend (laughs) to the bees, but he has to kick ass, you know, like because the world is not allowing him to take care of the bees. Yeah. It is. It is important to note that he literally takes care of bees. mm -hmm. It's like when I read the synopsis for it, I saw that he was always the beekeeper. And then the synopsis is like, Jason Statham's part of this, you know, covert agency, the bee known as beekeepers. And I was like, oh, I wish he was just kind of like a beekeeper who kept bees. But then you get to the movie, and there he is scraping honey. And like, yeah, scraping honey, putting the bees in their little wood uh, cabinets. Yeah, it's, it's great. And then literally every time he, like, kills somebody, he's like, I'm a beekeeper. Yeah. I bees. And then he, like, kills someone. You're like, all right. Yeah, they're constantly right. just doing things where, like, well, in bee communities, what they <laughs> do is that a bee will kind of go if they think there's a defective queen, the bee will go to the queen and kill her <laughs> yeah. to, to start the colony over again. There's a lot of metaphorical bee talk going on. It's but all over. It, it doesn't really matter because it's just Jason, Jason Satham like fighting people. Yeah. Which is, that's what I want from an action movie. Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous fight scenes. And this is pretty good. There's a lot of choreographed, hilarious where he just kills it's one of those movies too where he's just killing everybody it's I mean, just he fights off a hundred people everybody at once. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, great so good and, and they're just taking turns getting killed by him yeah it's awesome it's very like I feel like they're doing a lot of um uh giving you what you want they're like do you guys want like 80s villains yeah we got them we got so many 80s uh villains it was like the like the evil um kind of corporate uh rich uh villains who like live in like modern apartments with like bad art there and there and then there was like they were like do you guys want some like steampunk villains i was like oh they're the steampunk villains it's just like okay and then they're like do you guys want some um like detectives who like are like who drink too much and eat too many twinkies but also the twinkie product placement was out of control yeah it's very so i feel like they were doing this kind of like 80s action movie with like some trappings of the modern uh 2024 because like the detective who is mostly responsible for solving this kind of mystery of whatever um is like this very hip like almost like a black influencer girl like i I feel like her fbi jacket was a crop top you know it's just like she's and then like the guy the other detective is just this like kind of like um like I don't know who he was, but he was... Uh, he was a mustached dad. Yeah, he was just like a mustached dad. You're just like, okay, these and, two would work together, sure. You know? Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, because like... So, spoiler alert. Uh, so, the, the, what happens is like the, the woman detective, mm-hmm. her mom gets scammed by these scammer call center bros. Mm-hmm. The call center. And then she kills herself. Right. Shoots herself with a gun. Kills herself. And one of my favorite things is just how nonchalant about her own mother's suicide this woman was. Seriously. Like, she was, like, sad for, like, maybe a day. And then she was just like, you're my work husband. Let's get these guys. Yeah. Let's get these guys. That's what, what you that's doing? What Are you was. listening? Constant work husband. That was, <laughs> it was the thing. It was work husband, work wife. These two. Constantly. You're like, what? She was, okay. like, throwing chips at him. It was just constant. It was very strange. Um, yeah, we should say the woman who kills herself is played by... Um, Sorry, Mrs. Cosby. It's it's uh, uh, oh, Felicia Rashad. Wait, wow. I'm yeah. make sure I get her name right because I wrote it down. And now I'm like blanking. Um, I think her name is Felicia. Wow. Yes, Felicia Rashad, Mrs. Cosby. 
um, takes her own life. And Amazing. I was like, I wonder if she drew on the guilt and the shame that she had from constantly supporting Bill Cosby throughout his um, multiple date rape accusations. Oh, yeah, dude, was she she always kind of had his back. Wow, huge Cosby supporter. Wow. Yeah, she loves Bill Cosby. She loves that man. Wow. Um, yeah. People can anyway. have complex relationships with one another. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I get it. They work together, but it's just kind of hilarious. It's like, really, Felicia? Okay, whatever. I mean. <laughs> Okay, how many forty and forty and counting? But okay, all right, yeah, he's a good guy. Okay, wow, well, yeah. Um, I mean, that's you know John Cena and Vince McMahon, like John Cena, people because people are like questioning Cena, uh, like after this whole thing with Vince came out with this girl, and Vince and John Cena's like, I have a great relationship with him. I'm not saying anything bad about him. I mean, that's just, that's totally valid. Who cares? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. joking. Like, I'm not really. I don't care what Felicia Rashad thinks of Bill Cosby. So John Cosby. Cena, Felicia Rashad. Yeah. Yeah. Totally entitled to supporting who they want to support. But I'm just making a little joke here. Like, come on, Felicia. 40 plus? Okay. 40 plus. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Yeah, so that's the actress who uh, she takes her life. But she's a good actress. She's She's very watchable. Yeah, she she was great. Very believable as the old woman getting scammed. Yes. Um, But yeah, so her daughter is the FBI (laughs) agent. That's kind of convenient, isn't it? Um, So the daughter (laughs) whose mother... These scammers picked the wrong woman on multiple (laughs) levels. Yeah, so not only is the woman who commits suicide, her her daughter is an FBI agent, and she's also... Um, allowing this beekeeper, this former government um, assassin, to live on her property and take care of the bees, and then the the and death they of, have like they have like a mother son yes kind of relationship yeah you know Jason Statham's very much like this woman's the only person in my life who like likes me yeah so now he's coming for vengeance too he's it's all about vengeance for elder abuse yeah um uh, there was there's some there's some great lines in mm-hmm. the movie two of my favorite lines were this uh so it's like as you know, as Jason Statham is on his, uh, he's going to kill his last person, who uh, who I forget who it was in the movie, but they go, "Are you suggesting the beekeeper's next target is the president of the United <laughs> States?" Because <laughs> the scammers, because the scammer bro's mom is the president of the United States. Yeah. Uh, and I guess like she got elected because all of his dirty money helped mm. her campaign. Yeah. Um. So that so he's doing that. Uh, and like so now the now the detectives are trying to stop him be like mm-hmm. please don't do that like stop stop and uh, so the girl whose mom kills herself she goes we have laws for this <laughs> and then Jason Statham goes and when that fails you have me yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> the best. Jason Statham the best. like I mean how do you not love this movie yeah um, it's a lot of that I forgot about the presidential twist yeah and it's it's so like they're kind of like keeping this information from you that the, the villain is actually the son of the president but the movie is so ridiculous that when they reveal this it's just like oh he's the son of the president yeah, we were, yeah I mean we were also like drunk and high we were uh, yeah, on vacation <laughs> we went to this movie on vacation that's <laughs> we how had fun some subs- we are. yeah we had some substances flowing so you know our details were a little hazy yeah uh, but I think it enhanced the viewing experience as well it was really fun yeah. I was like woo yeah. the whole time yeah, the way like some of like the death scenes were great when yeah. like he ties the one scammer bro up and then like drives him off a bridge yeah that was great I even love that like the first kind of action thing when he just blows up the call center yeah and just like yeah. walks out it's 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 a lot it's it's yeah. really fun to get a little stoned and, and have a white yeah. claw and then go to this movie I yeah. highly suggest it highly suggest it they get you in and out it was an hour and 45 minutes which perfect. is perfect yeah, yeah. perfect yeah uh, more movies under two hours yeah. we, we need it please like um, we, 
can Scorsese die? <laughs> oh. <laughs> can he die and we can just be done with three-hour movies? Because I feel like when he goes, then it's going to... Well, like Tarantino will take it over. But, yeah, they're going to keep coming. People yeah. are going to... And I don't mean literally die, you know. Come on. You know, or just, just Yeah, just... Or, or how about this? Instead of that, can Scorsese, can you lead the charge and start making yeah. like hour and 20-minute movies? I know. it's He's like, oh, the Marvel movies are the problem. And it's like the four-hour Irishman is also the problem, sir. Yeah, God. <sighs> I would rather I would rather sit through Madame Web than The Irishman. <laughs> Me too. I, I swear I would, and I hate superhero movies. And I would much rather go see Madame Web. Yeah, I like that you're calling it Madame. Oh, is that what it is? Madame. Well, whatever it is, it's better than whatever trash Scorsese's churning out. I know. God. Killers of the Flower Moon. I will never see. It. I know. I had no interest. Yeah. I don't know. But um, Irishman will never see. It. No, I don't know. Whatever. I think Scorsese has always been hit or miss. Like, I mean, I don't think Gangs of New York is necessarily a good movie, but I did like his take on The Departed. I do like The Departed. Departed's great. I mean, I love um, Goodfellas. Like, love Goodfellas. Uh, really oh no, I like Goodfellas. It's fine. It's Goodfellas not my favorite, good. but I, it's good. Uh, yeah, the, um, I mean, the performance at Ray Liotta is so funny in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're great. Yeah, no, Goodfellas is good. <laughs> All right, Scorsese can live. Scorsese can live, but just I mean, like, because that's where the domino will really fall. Scorsese, yeah. you have to make a movie ninety minutes. Come, Come on. on, it's yeah. just the ideal length of time. I mean, now we have to worry about people like bringing guns into theaters. We need to be in and out. Yeah, uh, we need to be in and out. Yeah, great point. It's just it's too it's too dangerous. To great point. You like really have to pay attention to the emergency exits in society now. <laughs> it used to be a, you didn't really have to pay attention to it. Now, yeah, you, now really, you really do. You really have to know how you're getting out of here. Yeah, it's important. Wherever you are. Yeah. Grocery store, movie theater, the mall, wherever. Vigilant, everyone. Yeah. We're vigilant out there. Yeah. But we're still living our lives. Everything's fine. We are. Everything's fine. Um, yeah, I, it was a great movie. I love that he did the Christian Bale Batman voice the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I'm a British, beekeeper. He did British Batman. Yeah, it was great. I'm a beekeeper. I keep bees. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm sorry. I'm beekeeper. I forgot I'm beekeeper, not Batman. I have to go and smoke them out. <laughs> yeah, it was... When I have bees that aren't behaving. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he had like an accent. Um, he's, a, he's a great action star. I'm he's awesome. Yeah. yeah, undeniable, Jason Statham. He's great. It was a fun movie. Uh, I love a bad action movie, and this was a bad, a good bad action movie. Yeah, it was it was good. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you like a dumb, silly action movie, it's, it's anything you'd want. Yeah, it's, it's such yeah. a good movie to like watch on a plane or something like that. Awesome like, plane it would be an yeah. awesome plane movie. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's fun. It's a really fun bad yeah. action movie. It's, yeah. And it, the fact that he is an actual beekeeper, yeah, you're right. That is key. Key that, because it, key. And like I said, like I think that really carries his performance. Yeah. That he's like. He really just wanted to take care of bees. He didn't yeah. want to do this metaphorical beekeeper no. vigilante. He was retired. He was retired. He was re- that's that's another point. He's a retired yeah. So he's retired from this agency, the beekeepers. Yeah. And now he's getting back into it. Now he goes vigilante because he because of the elder abuse from the call centers. Yeah. He has no choice. Then there's like the uh, the older guy who is like aligned with the scammer bros Mm -hmm. because like the mother hot basically hot it it seems like this was like a a hot fling of hers at some time Mm -hmm. whoever this older guy was he's a really famous actor yeah who is this jeremy irons jeremy irons that's who (laughs) it is so jeremy irons is in it (laughs) yeah uh and like he just keeps doing things where he's just like it's a beekeeper after you good luck (laughs) yeah you've made your bed now so because the kids and like the scammer bros like it's like what, what the fuck do you mean uh, what the fuck do you mean, dude? Like, what do you mean he's gonna come out here? Like, what? Like, we can't just like get him. He's like, 
<laughs> you upset a beekeeper. You have no idea what you've done. It's a lot of that. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah that and, movie was so good. And the kid who plays the, like, rich kid who's, like, the villain, I think he's, like, a big actor right now. I don't know his name because okay. I'm lazy and I didn't look it up. But I, I feel know. like he's, like, a popular, like... Gen Z kind of movie star. I mean, it makes sense. He was good. He was good. I thought, are you talking about like the the head scammer or like the guy under him? Um, the head one, the head the guy, head, the head, yeah, yeah, the, the kind of like yeah. rich, removed, evil villain who yeah. was like in his yeah like rich apartment kind what, of. What the fu- what the fuck do you mean? He cut your fingers off. Yeah. What the fuck do you mean? He's a beekeeper. He messed <laughs> yeah. with the wrong man. Yeah. Anyway, boy, do we love this movie. Okay. I mean, yeah, it was one one of my early favorites of 2024. Yeah, it's weird and it's fun. It's a good time. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I give it two thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I have much else to say about it. No. Other I, than just like go see it. Yeah, I think they did a really. Um, I feel like there was a Point Break reference at the end because he like. Oh yeah. Yeah, he like at the end he like. I don't want to give it away. Who cares? He escapes in in, in the way that involves I mean, water. You, you know he's going to win the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So basically he swims away. It's kind of incredible. And like the girl. Um, the cop. The, the girl, cop yeah. is like she. But she has the gun pointed at him. Yeah. She has the gun pointed at him. And then she does the point break thing where she like can't shoot him because she's like. She, you know, he he revenged his mother's death, and like she's actually kind of friends with him. Yeah. And she says, "What's it? What's his? His name was like Jack Ryan or something like that." Um, um, oh, Clay, 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 yeah, Clay Allen or something. Hold on, I have it in here somewhere because I think I wrote this down. Um, crap, sorry, did I did I delete it? Oh yeah, okay. So she's so she says like goodbye, Adam Clay, and like looks away. <laughs> it's very Point Break. Great, like, yeah. yeah. It's Which great. is Point Break is such a good action movie. It's kind of one of the best, I think. Yeah. Um, Anyway. There we go. Yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to get out of here on a little of a little head like a hole. This is the movie that we're using, the song that we're using to promote the movie. Yeah. It's in a the good trailers. Nine Inch Nail song from Pretty Hate Machine. Oh, yeah. This is pre- a good one. Pre Trent Reznor as like the movie soundtrack darling. Yeah. Right now he's yeah. like. Anyway, all right. This is another episode of Entertainment Entertainment. Free Oscar winner Trent Reznor. Let's all listen. Um, an entertaining podcast with an. Entertaining conversation about entertainment with comedians Justin Engelbert and Caitlin McKee. I'm Justin Engelbert. I mean, I'm Caitlin McKee. Sorry. <laughs> I was getting into the song. Like, I know. Yeah. You, you're, you're right that this would be a good pro wrestling theme song. Okay, yeah. There was like this, um, like one of the earliest MySpace. Like, it was on MySpace. It was like the only thing I remember about MySpace was there was this like poll. You could make your song. Oh. There was like this thing that people would post on like, oh, if you could have a wrestling entrance song, what would it be? And I picked... Nine Inch Nails had like a hole as my if I ever was a wrestler I would be like a good it is pretty song. good yeah, yeah no it's like got like a, I mean it fits with a lot of those guys like new metal aesthetic yeah, yeah it's a, it would be good and it's all about like um, I'd rather die than give you control Ooh, so it's all yeah. like yeah I love this song anyway alright this is entertainment, entertainment 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 this is head like a whole Nine Inch Nails yeah